blessed to have all of you here tonight in the house of God. Y'all all seem so far away from me. I told my husband that all of y'all would sit closer to the front if he would quit using y'all in his illustrations. He doesn't think that's true, but I kind of think it is. Anyhow, I'm going to make a few announcements. This weekend, this Sunday, is a care group one luncheon, Sister Lisa Calicoat. So if you're part of her care group, y'all are having a luncheon after Sunday school this Sunday. And also this Sunday, this weekend, is Youth Sunday. Sunday night, our youth pastor will be preaching, and the youth will have charge of the service. On the 10th, there's an EXO marriage seminar. And on the 14th is a journey outing. These are the people that are up to 39 journey outing, the 14th. And then on the 23rd, there's a Ladies United Fellowship. And it looks as if crew, this is the people that are 40 and up to 60, they're having a change from the 14th to the 21st as a crew outing. And Superhero Night is going to be on the 28th, and they do need candy donations because they're going to have a really big candy rain that night in the family center. That would be exciting, so they are needing candy donations. And all of you that are planning to go to Branson, I think there are 17 rooms of y'all that are going to Branson. Sister Mary Lou will be gone the next two weeks. So if you want to turn your money in, you can turn it in to me, and I'll make sure she gets it deposited. She and Brother Ronnie are taking a wonderful vacation up the East Coast way up to Maine. So we're praying that they'll have a safe, enjoyable trip. And in case you're wondering, the bus did make it home today. We went to Branson and got it. <laughs> it seems to be running really, really well. And the air conditioner was working. Not that we need an air conditioner when we go the first weekend of November, but it is home safe again. So that's nice. And then it says on here that on the 29th, there's going to be a Pastor Appreciation Sunday. And y'all really do have a very nice pastor. He usually, I mean, not usually, he always lives at home when he preaches to y'all here. So y'all do have a good pastor. So he's going to be honored on the 29th. Once the Queen of England visited this little country of Trinidad, and of course, this young man watched as all the entourage of grandeur passed down the streets of their little city. And then the young man went home and he wrote in his journal, Today, royalty visited our town, but nothing changed. But you know what? Tonight, the King of Kings is here, and things can change. Anytime that His presence is here, things can change. You may have any time that you're in His presence, things will be different. Circumstances change. 
in his presence. You know, there's another neat thing I was thinking about, about being able to come into his presence. In the Old Testament, there were a lot of strict regulations on who could come into the presence of God. If you had any kind of blemish, if you were blind, if you were lame, if you had a flat nose, if you had a broken foot, broken hand, a crooked back, you could not enter into the presence of God. Physically, your body had to be perfect. I'm so thankful that 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 we don't live. God does not live by those kind of strict regulations now. Anybody can enter into the presence of God, and that's a wonderful thing. In your presence, in your presence, I find everything I need. Sitting at your feet, in your presence,
was a healer, if he was a savior, if he was the sacrifice that could get you out of any dilemma, if he was the glory of the resurrection, if he was the coming Messiah, if he was the one that is coming back to get a people that have made themselves ready, then if he was, he is in this house. He is for you. He challenges everything that tries to oppose his will to be accomplished in our lives. One of the greatest opportunities we've ever had is not to maybe find a stack of gold somewhere, which would be nice, but to find ourselves walking with Him. Tonight, we want to pray and believe God for those people that have been on our prayer list for a while. And we want to pray that our minds would be so receptive to the will of the Word and to the will of the Spirit. Could we pray right now, Father? You are so gracious. Yes. You are so merciful. When I look back over the history of my life and see where you brought me from, my mind, my heart, my thrills of life all entertain your memory. So today, I pray that our hearts and minds are working together for the glory of the Messiah. goes through he knows what every one of them is going through and we don't challenge his will because he only tolerates those kind of things he uses the term many are the afflictions of the righteous but the Lord delivers them from them all his timing is perfect our timing is not always perfect because he allows us to go through things that cause us to deepen our roots to deepen our relation with the word and then the covenants of God take their place so as we 
pray for Sister Jane Lay, for Brother Bob Walker, for Sister Shadow Trammell, Kathy Key, Carl Wheats, and Sister Dawn Press is here, but healing is in her body. And we are believing that. If you have a need that's outside of this, and please remember all the names that we try to promote on the screen so that you can take one or more of them and pray a prayer of intercession for them. We want to pray for our nation, for the economy, and I'll be using some of that a little bit later in the service, but I want to remind us about that. But there is no doubt that he's a healer. There's no doubt that he is a timely God. I have tried the last few weeks to really hammer and elevate there is a time to everything under the sun in the book of Ecclesiastes. I try to use it a lot lately because sometimes we get to thinking that our time is the one that's right. But his timing is perfect. He knows what he's doing. He told us up front, many are the afflictions. I've tried to promote that along with the timing. Because if we realize that many are the afflictions of the righteous, we don't get to feeling like God has forsaken them or God's putting more on them than they can bear. He said, I won't do that. But with every situation, he said, I will be watching. And I know what I'm doing. So why don't we stand right now and pray and ask God for the spirit of healing the spirit of victory in our lives so that as we communicate with them they sense a spirit of victory Father I come against the lying spirits of hell I come against the work of the flesh and the flesh that tries to make us think that God doesn't care I am promoting you tonight because I believe that these people and those that are at home and those that don't know what to do could use your support, your bloodline. And I pray a prayer of faith over this city and over this community and over this people that are gathered here tonight that our praises go up as incense because we have activated a faith for our brothers and sisters. In the name of Jesus, if you know the song, sing it with her or just worship along and let's let that faith just roll
starting over here with Brother Jackie and the rest of you that would like to do it. Just just sound out a sound of victory bit. I want you to get a name in, or a name or two in your mind. I don't want us to say names again. I just want you to start over here, Brother Jackie, with hallelujah for healing or whatever you would choose, just four or five words. And we're, we're going to make it pretty quick, but praising him produces his presence. That's right. And just start right there. And Brother Malone, y'all don't have to work on that, but Brother Newberry and them on back will just parade across here. Go ahead. Thank God for salvation and knowing the truth. I'm thankful that his truth endureth to all generations. Could we give him a hand clap? I feel like praising him. I feel like praising him. Blessing the cause of Christ in this community. 
Father, we thank you for the work that you have established many years ago. Many pastors and many wonderful people have contributed to the welfare of the kingdom in this area. And I pray that you bless this group as we pass through this world. In Jesus' name. your prayers, your studies, and your life create the wealth of God in ministry and in spiritual impartation. It is an exalted office, and I don't forget that I did not create it myself. The purpose and the passion of Christendom far exceeds any human flesh. So it's your prayers and your faith that produces ministry in a pulpit. I am well aware of the next level where that it don't happen that way. God has always used death as a way to get people promoted or demoted. It's amazing how it all works. It's simple. As we all praise him, he makes possible the perfect will of God. And so that, that's a very interesting thing. And that's why it said, and God said, touch not mine anointed, do my prophets no harm. Because he said, I set them in an office, and then when somebody tries to touch them, they lose their virtue. And I don't promote that and, don't prom and say it a lot, and you know that. 
but I am obligated to let you know how important it is. Touch not mine anointed. Do my prophets no harm. You have no problem with God to come to your pastor or to the man of God that would be here at some other point maybe and, and say, uh, I, I didn't catch on, didn't understand what you were trying to promote. Could you make sure and give me the foundation for that? Because other foundation can no man lay than that which is laid, Jesus Christ himself. So if any man gets outside of that box, then he can absolutely lose his anointing and place with God. So that's, that's a big deal. I, uh, I looked at the news today and uh, I actually went to the Internet and copied it off. And I'm just going to mention to you uh, what you already know. But at the same time, I want us to join our minds together, hopefully for some dissertation and impartation in the next little bit that would help us to understand where we are and why we need to be praying and fasting and entertaining multiples of God as bread and wine for this city. It's one thing to complain about all the stuff that's going on. It's another thing to build a reservoir that anybody, whosoever will, can come and drink freely from the life or the water. So House GOP bitterly divided after math of all kind of McAllister. Scalis and Jordan say they are running for speaker as the fight over the position marks a major escalation in tensions for the GOP. McCarthy behind move to kick Pelosi out of her office, sources say, so he can move in. Watch the latest CNN in, uh, line, headlines. Biker stomps car windshield out. Then the driver got out to confront him. Opinion, the problem with that annoying warning on your phone, being a vegetarian might be in your DNA. Pleasant surprise greets a, a scientist upon opening asteroid sample. Police say man played guns and roses as he crashed into a station. DA's flag is the confusing now dating, terms, dating term to know. At least 21 people killed after bus plunges off of a bridge in Italy. Opinion, a very French re response to Paris bedbug problem. Live updates. Ukraine unveils invisibility cloaks to hide so soldiers from thermal imaging and drones. Biden searches for ways to keep aid flowing to Ukraine with only weeks remaining before funding runs out. What's well, exciting to live here, isn't it? How can we help change what's happening to your children. How can we create such a flame 
of excitement and fire that would cause them to run to a place of extreme safety. How and what will we do? To what extent will we go in prayer, fasting, and talking the word of God in the marketplace in order to assuage the hell that is rampant over homes, businesses, and the spiritual economy of our local area. I don't want that to fit the scheme of our thinking every day. They plan it many times a day on TV and radio, and then they send it to you in paper when you, all you wanted was the ads on what you can buy. Well, I thought sure somebody would say amen. We know that's not all the reason. I'm trying to stir up the reality of our opportunity and the glory of his example. It's not enough to go to a building and repeatedly just go through the routine. That gets boring. That's why many people don't go to regular services. It's not, they don't have the vision that includes the ministry or the deliberations that can be shared. Many times, only one point on the scoreboard can cause people to stay on, tuned in to an hour and a half of football, baseball, basketball, and other things when it has no valid power to keep us out of hell and send us into an illumination that's going to reach the corridors and the caves where people are hiding right now trying their best just to eke through or make it through another few days and hoping that somebody com comes by with a gold rush. I'm not trying to do anything except do what the book said. Know the truth, and the truth shall make us free. Well, I am hungry for us to realize that, and as pastor of the church, I literally wrote it down recently because I want us to know, I want you to know my burden, passion, plan for expending money, time, energy in our city, county, and world. So let's give a simple version of our plan in the United Pentecostal Church of Paris, Texas, and our surrounding population. Because it is so easy to get personal with the big picture. So I'm putting on paper what I see and minister toward, and anybody that wants a copy of this, we can create it. Upon these two, this is our focused realization of every sermon of every worship service, of every prayer meeting. 
Upon these two hang all the law and the prophets. Number one, love the Lord thy God with all. That leaves no room for love in the world. Love thy Lord God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's why I preach. And that's what I preach about. And that's what I talk about. Because without him, we can do nothing. The world will just keep on doing what they're doing if we don't have his light and his voice. We can play games with religion like so many people are doing, or we can absolutely set this city on fire and cause them to say things that later God begins to work on them, and they can't live with God being rebuked. Not going to happen. So God is looking for a people that understand and participate in these two laws. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then the second is likened to it. Love your neighbor the same way. It is so easy for the enemy to deceive us and think because we hurriedly run, jump on our knees. Oh, yeah, God, I wish you'd save my neighbor. I'm going to be busy next week. But if you'll get them, I'll enjoy having them. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to awaken to our potential. Does anybody here feel like you've already reached your potential? Your pastor don't feel like it. I, I'm, I'm talking about me. I'm not talking about y'all. I'm just telling you when you fulfill your potential, I can tell you you will be a firmament of his glory. You will be a firmament of his power. You will be an accelerated level of life that no man can just talk and be around you because it is just so easy to want to make sure we fit in with the economy or the world out yonder. Jesus Christ came into this world to seek and to save them, but he never acted like them. He rebuked them. He healed them. He brought sophisticated wisdom. He brought all power in heaven and in earth and only a few of them. But here's what happened. Religion killed him. They thought. I promise you he is going to have the same kind of effect in this last day revival that Joel prophesied about. And that is, in the last day, saith God, if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, I will come to them and I will rain the rain that they've been looking for and I will reproduce a fertile soil and a fertile ground for people to be birthed in and to come out in a born-again experience. I promise you that revival is going to happen and I don't want us to be sitting up in the bleachers watching it happen. I'm 
telling you, we got the first level rate on the thing, and God has given us the Holy Ghost not to brag about having the Holy Ghost, but to have the Holy Ghost so we can kick some devils out of our homes and tempt devils out of our minds and demons out of our thought patterns. Let's back up a minute. What do you talk about the first thing in the morning? Let's just visit the judgment seat for a minute. What is it that is the first thing you talk about every morning? Because he said, I want you to be prayerful in the mornings and at noon and evening. What is the first thing out of our mind and heart? If you want to know yourself, and the Bible says know thyself, think about what you think about first thing in the morning. Is it money? Is it success in the world? Is it the saving of our kids? Is it the saving of our neighbor? Is it the prayer over our neighbor? It don't take but five minutes to travail and sow seed in the vineyard of heaven's wonderful oasis. You say, Pastor, you're expecting a lot of us. You're expecting a lot of God, aren't you? God did not send me here to placate people. What is it that you really want to do when you come to the house of God? What is it that you really want to experience? Why do we come to the house of God? Say, Pastor, you're playing a hard game. Let me tell you something. I believe in a heaven, and I believe it's as real as you are sitting on a bench tonight. I believe there is a hell, and I know about it because I've seen way too many people that didn't want to live there, and they're living there and have made their bed there. The one thing that I try every month to highlight, the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. I don't want to lose the virtue of the Holy Ghost. Whenever I'm not living in righteousness, peace, and joy, I immediately try to get to a prayer chamber if it's nothing but sitting in my car and pulling out toward the airport or pulling to the cemetery and telling God, I do not want to live in just the normal fashion of humanity. I am here tonight to stir up the gift. The Bible says for us to do it to ourselves. But we didn't get the Holy Ghost so we could set a monument of years ago. I got the Holy Ghost. I talked in tongues. I got baptized in Jesus' name. No, 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 no. He wants living water to come out of that body. He wants living glory to come out of that body. He wants living power to come out of that body. And it typically comes out of the mouth and it comes out in the facial expressions and it comes out in what we meditate. 
If you squeeze on the thoughts of how pitiful America is, it won't be long until you can't even enjoy living in a nice home. Going to bed in a nice, luxurious, temperate home. The great thing is righteousness, peace, and joy, and anybody, even living in a two-room shack, can be filled with the spirit of victory. A people that are living in moderation and limitation can be living in the glory of the Lord. And so God puts the privilege and the power source together, and we find Paul writing all these wonderful letters, thought patterns that deliver the church that's out there in the world free to be. That's amazing to me. It is amazing. You say, Pastor, you, you're coming down on us. No, I'm not. It, you, if you feel pressure, it's coming from underneath you trying to lift you up. I am not here to damn one person. I am here to elevate people online, and, and they ought to be here. I agree with you. Unless they're sick, the Bible said, forsake not the assembling of yourselves together. I'm not going to hypocrite through this thing and just placate people going to a house called the house of God. We've got to understand why we gather here. We've got to understand our purpose when we leave here. We are not going out yonder to be able to tell people I'm going to heaven. No, 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 no. We're going to tell them how to get there and why it's wonderful to know you can get there and why it's wonderful to be able to live there forever. Ladies and gentlemen, there ought to be a passion burning in our soul right now that says, God, I can't wait to pray more. I can't wait to touch a base with you more. There is nothing in this world that can compare with touching the hem of his garment and having virtue in your mind and in your hands and in your home. Hallelujah. The hope for your children is to live in that kind of limit, unlimited power. The hope for your neighbor is to live in that unlimited power. Rivers of living water. Glory power, power and wonderful oasis of the fruit of the spirit does anybody want to praise him that if if you've got that going you ought to want to praise him because you do you couldn't make it yourself father we praise your name we glorify your name I can't thank you enough for this wonderful crowd that's gathered here tonight but we're going to be washed by the washing of the word we're going to be cleansed by the cleansing power of your bloodline we are going to walk out of here with the intelligence lifted and glorifying your name we can't wait for new thoughts tomorrow we can't wait for new levels of spiritual power tomorrow Hallelujah. We're going to integrate ourselves into that resurrection spirit right now. We're not going to wait till another lesson or another preacher or another evangelist. We are going to integrate our hearts and minds with the unlimited resources of a God that says, I can do all things. I will never leave nor forsake you. You can leave me, but I'm not leaving you. I'll be knocking on your door on Wednesday 
tonight. I'll be knocking on your door Tuesday morning. I'll be knocking on your door Thursday morning. I'll be knocking on your door. He said, behold, I stand at the door and knock, and if any man will open, I'll come in, and I will chase out every doubt. I will chase out every fear. I will chase out every disposition. Ladies and gentlemen, there ought to be a fire burning in our soul right now on this Wednesday night. God, you're still alive. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Why was it years ago we loved Holy Ghost preaching? But now when we uh, think of somebody trying to stir us up, it can incite a little rebellion if you're not careful. I don't know what he thinks is going on. I don't know what God thinks he's doing sending him here. There's two things that can happen. You can ask God to get him out, and if God sees fit, you don't want to try to do it. If that man in that pulpit is the man of God and you touch him with carnal mindset, you're in danger of hellfire, the Bible said. You want to make sure that before you take advantage of making notations against him, you go to him and you say, Pastor, the way you preach now is just not right. Or what you're preaching is not right. You have every right to go to your preacher. And I, I, I realize I'm, I don't have a long time myself, no matter what. But I'm preaching a lot of this because you need to feed your children this. You need to feed your neighbor this kind of stuff. It's so easy to get personal with the big picture. A simple version of our plan in the UPC of Paris, Texas, is love the Lord thy God and then love your neighbor as yourself. It, it just don't get a whole lot bigger than that. And so that's where that I am trying to stir us up and not us placate the people out yonder. And the only way I know that we can really accomplish that is some have regular victory memories. When is the last time that you can honestly say, I have experienced deliverance from these inferior feelings and inferior thoughts? Because that's what you want to testify about. Without a testimony... We are lonely on an island. With a testimony, we are a weapon against the powers of hell that are invading our city and our homes and our government. When we can have a current testimony... I was having trouble and I was going through this and I was feeling bad about this. But I tell you one morning, I got up and made up my mind. I'm not getting out of this altar till I touch the hem of his garment. I'm not going to get out of that book until I find the bread that strengthens my resolve about life and living. I am not going to go through some little rut called religion. I am going to walk in the presence of the king. I am going to live in the 
powers of the kingdom, righteousness, peace, and joy. If you cannot enumerate that every day you live, you are outside the boundaries of the kingdom. Righteousness, peace, and joy. If joy is missing and peace is missing, there is something about your relationship with God that's missing. You say, Pastor, that's hard. It's going to be wonderful if I can convince you to convince the rest of this crowd that we are in a dilemma in America. We've got all kind of hell going on that goes to the house of God and leaves with the same attitude. Because I'm telling you, we were built on a oneness group. We are part of that preacher. We are part of the, as the preacher, we're part of the crowd. And as part of the crowd, you're part of one another. We are a body of Christ. We are not little people that uh, this is one bone over here and this is one thought pattern over here. We are in Christ and we listen to the word of God and we walk in the spirit of God and it unifies the body. And when the body is unified, the illumination and the lumens get so bright that the whole city looks around and says my God what they got going over there every time I go to that church there's a victory and there's a spirit of liberty and there's a spirit of joy and there's a spirit of peace and there's no schisms and isms and all of the other above we've got the power to overcome every bit of hell and we ought to walk out of here tonight and say I know in whom I have believed I am persuaded that He's able to keep that which I have committed unto him against the day of the Lord. I wish somebody would stand up and praise. You're not doing it for me. You're not doing it for me. He's watching. He's the ones that's watching. If you can pray in the Holy Ghost, right now there is a world of angels that are looking for a place to go from and to deliver. He in the name of Jesus by the power of the blood by the authority of the word we claim victory oh hallelujah I wish you'd just smile at somebody if you just grin at them make them know that we're, we're one people in Jesus alright we know that this covenant Come unto me, all ye that are heavy laden and burdened down with care. Call on me in the day of trouble. I will hear thee. And then he accelerates that. I will come to thee. There is no way God is going to live in a house that's contaminated. He is holy, He is powerful. And the only way he can make his abode in a house is for us to clean it out. That's called holiness. Holiness has gotten to be a place where the enemy has tried to make people think because they dress a certain way, they're holy. That's not what the book said. Holiness starts with cleaning out the temple. All of the works of the flesh have got to be eradicated to live holy. Jealousy, envy, strife, malice, hate, 
All of those works of the flesh have got to die. He said, and if you don't crucify the flesh, I can't live there. That's huge. That's in your Bible. That's what this preacher is supposed to be preaching. Cleanse the temple. I can't live in an unclean temple, he said. I can't do the kind of work that you want me to do. Jealousy, envy, strife, holding ill will against people. There is not a chance you're going to have the victory that overcomes the world by housing and espousing any of that. And I'm hoping to God that because most everybody that I see here already espouses everything I'm preaching. But what I'm trying to say it all over again is so you can start telling it to your brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, we can't afford at ease in Zion. And that's why I've been trying to tell us for the last year and a half that we are not Pentecostals. Pentecostal is a entrance to the work of the Spirit. And that on the day of Pentecost is where God descended and came and filled them with the Holy Spirit. Pentecostal experience is one thing. But to be Pentecostal and get used to the routine is to compare with 38 years of Moses wandering in the wilderness. When that Bible says that all of those things were types and shadows of things to come, he was still serious. And so when people go to church to go to church and they go home and tell people I went to church and they go to church and they go home and they say I went to church and they're expecting God to do all of the miraculous stuff through their voice, through their heart, through their life. Through, no, 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 no. Grow in grace and in knowledge is a critical issue of the hour. I have used it very openly many, many times because right now, if ever we're going to conquer hell in our city and in our county, it is going to be now. Now is the acceptable time. We are on the schedule. Right now, God is pouring out his spirit in this church house. God is pouring out his word in this church house. What we do with that word, if we ignore it or callous ourselves, the more you push away from preaching, the more calloused you get to preaching. And the first thing you know, hardness of the arteries and hardness of the heart setting in. And then all of a sudden, there is no desire to have more preaching. Ladies and gentlemen, if there was ever a day that we needed more preaching, Jesus said, when you see that day come, you better make more sure, more sure of getting around the preaching of the word because the preaching of the word is the power of faith. And the power of faith is a necessity. We are claiming a victory tonight. We're not walking out of this house without having an opportunity to say, Lord, I'm giving my life totally back to you. I mean, I gave it to you years ago and you delivered me from this and you helped me get rid of that. But God, I'm not going in a circle. That's what they did in the Old Testament 38 years. They just went in a circle. They went to church. They did this. They did that. They did 
did that, but there was no renewing of the Holy Ghost. The Bible don't say you're going to heaven because of the Holy Ghost, but it does say and you will after you get the renewing of the Holy Ghost. And that is day by day, renewing that spirit, renewing that intelligence. I know in whom I have believed. I am persuaded that he's able. There's no weapon formed against me that can prosper. If there's something that's robbing my peace and my joy and my power, I have got to close the door on it and I've got to pray until the devil is gone and the lie is gone and the hypocrisy is gone. I am not going to go with unclean hands. I want to lift up holy hands without wrath, without doubting. Doubting is a lack of faith. I know God is on your side tonight. I would never preach this message, but God gave it to me. And I'm here to tell you, everybody in this house, God is about to give you a new level of living. God is about to give you a new level of power. God is about to give you a new level of intellectual, spiritual values and virtues. I am here to tell you the Holy Ghost spoke to me today and I am not kidding about it. He is coming. He is coming. He is going to baptize us with fresh fire as we surrender our temple to him. And God will forgive you of any negative statements you've made about the church and what's happening at the house of God and the preacher or whoever, ladies and gentlemen, but you've got to confess it. It just won't work outside that. It, you are, confess your faults. He said, then I will come and I will re-inhabit the place. Ladies and gentlemen, God is doing a great work. The fruit of the Spirit must feed our lives daily. I encourage you to go back and read the fruit of the Spirit. Not right now. I'm talking about on your time. Right now, the Holy Ghost is absolutely blowing through this house. The two covenants must be the criteria of our day. Every day. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength. Focus on him before you ever get out there in the middle of that world and ever turn the radio on and ever turn on the TV for sure because all those pictures and junk that's going on out there, unless it's a God-anointed preacher, you are subject to contaminants that would dissuade because they do show things that exhilarate. It's not always exhilarating to start with to repair your car. But it's exhilarating to repair your car if you know how to repair it. It's not exhilarating to have a bad thing going on in your roof. But it is exhilarating when you know how to repair it. So faith without works is dead on all lines. It's not just, well, cotton-picking stove went out. That can be fixed. Either repair that one or go get a new one. Hole in your roof, no problem. 
We do all of that with that stop. But when you're not full of joy, peace, and righteousness, it's time to go repair the roof. What's coming into that brain? Where does all that junk come from? Doubts about your brother. Doubts about your sister. Doubts about your uh, church family. I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, this is no time to let the devil play games in our mind. And I am preaching tonight to the, to the crowd that cares about this stuff, and I am hoping that I can get it through to us so that we, as strong people, you wouldn't be here if you weren't strong. So don't, don't you let the enemy mess you up with this stuff. I am here to preach to us that we know why we get together. We come here together to wash out anything that is unnecessary and that is a hindrance to our future. We also come to sow, let the seed of God be sown into our mind that we would have a bigger crop or that we would have a better crop. There are two things that happen with the sowing of the seed, and that is stronger crop or bigger crop. And that's what we want out of the kingdom of God. We don't go to church to go to church to say, I went to church. No, 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 we got to get that out of our mind. I'm going to the house of God because the God of the house is going to be there. He said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I will be there. I've said it three times tonight, and that's what he said. In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. I am trying to say it because I want it to ring in your mind in the morning. I want it to ring in your mind when you go to sleep sleep that we accept the spirit of the Lord govern our life we are going to find ourselves in spiritual poverty and so in you a well of water springing up into everlasting life is a criteria it's not like a, a well that would be nice if I sensed that the, the well of water was springing up no 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 don't be satisfied till the faucet works uh, don't be satisfied until you can praise him enough uh, that you walk in his presence Fortunately, I had a dad that, that taught me that. And, and I mean, it, it was just a, a mother and dad were both were just, they were so uh, open with it. And, and, and dads would, he would just walk through the house. And your dad did the same thing. You remember that. Uh, he had a crippled leg and he had hurt a lot of pain. But I can tell you, A.C. Mason knew how to get over all that pain and criteria of hell. And you could find him walking up down that, with that step hip, praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. So he had both a physical handicap and a painful handicap, but he never, never sat around and complained about it, and he was constantly calling on the people that did not come to church and tell them, say, man, I want you to know I missed you. You're a special person in our life. He was just constantly that. And, and, and so I, I lived in the virtues of what I'm preaching tonight, and I, I, don't, I, don't even, I, I don't even know why God allowed me to at that young age except I will never forget telling God I want you more than anything in this world I want to live for you and I didn't do a good job of it for a long time but I really had a desire and I thank him tonight for everything he's doing the gifts of the spirit we need them now the fruit of the spirit we need them now he only displayed his powers to afford Somebody say afford. People the privilege of knowing what to expect as they practice 
his principles. If there's anything we ought to know, because he said, my people know my voice, and a stranger they will not follow. Whenever you follow disappointments to the point that you feel despair, you have followed the wrong spirit. I don't know how to say it any other way because God never leads you to a disparaging moment. He leads you out of those, and he's constantly calling, come unto me. Call on me in the day of trouble. I will listen to you. I will lead you not into temptation, but I will deliver you from all that evil corruption thought uh, that's going on in your mind that nobody loves you, nobody cares, and, and you don't have the ability to do this, and you don't have... You got it. I wish some of you men stand up and say, I got him. I got him. I didn't get him. I got him. He's in my house. He's in my head. He's in my heart. He's in my hands. And he's going to be in my car with me tomorrow when I ride out of the driveway. And I'm going to take to the world the joy, the peace, and the righteousness of the Holy Ghost. I knew good and well I was putting together too much. Why don't we just stand? I think you got the bulk of the message. There's so many other things, and if you want the notes, please feel free to ask. This is the headline news if, as if you need to know it. That's what the whole world's listening to and walking by. We need to throw it in the trash as soon as we see it as far as letting our minds dwell on it. If you can't do something about it, why in the world would we want to repeat it? Yes, I read the news. Did you read the latest on Jesus? He's an ever-present help in the time of need. Have you read the latest on Jesus? He said, I will raise you up in the last days. Have you read the latest on Jesus? I will be with you to the end of the world. I'm telling you, it ought to get in our mind every morning before we change all this other stuff and not train our minds to go out there in the coffee shop and the workplace and say, Oh, God, I'll tell you one thing. We had to go to church last night and hear a bunch of criticism and all that stuff. And I tell you, I feel worse now than I did when I went. <laughs> it's time for us to realize sacrifice is the critical issue. Dying out to those fleshy thoughts. Dying out to those critical thoughts. Dying out to helpless thinking. When we get up in the morning, it ought to be looking unto Jesus. The beginning and the end. And I'm in the middle of the sandwich. I'm on earth, but I'm looking toward heaven. I'm living in a heavenly spirit. Because it's the only way to live above the criteria of flesh. If you're where you can pray for one another. The Bible said where two or three are gathered together in my name. I will be there. I'm going to join my wife 
And if you will join somebody close. God, help out of our minds, our hearts, our heads, flow the river that you said, I will be in you, a well of water, springing up into everlasting life. We're going to pour life out into tomorrow. such a great people I know I preached hard tried to teach deep but we need new wells reservoirs renewed spirits of excitement in the streets our children need to hear us talking about Jesus friends need to hear us talking about Jesus. I'm not talking about telling them to come to church. I'm just talking about what he's done in our life. They'll get hungry. If you know the song, let's sing it once more before we leave. is so beautiful. 